You are listening to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. Welcome back to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. In today's episode, I have Dale with Smart Inside Sales. We're going to talk about why you need an ISA as a real estate agent wanting to uh, you know produce successfully in uh, in in the real estate business. Uh, so let me go ahead and bring Dale on. Dale, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Say hi, and, and and can you tell us a little bit about you know your your history in the real estate space and where Smart Inside Sales comes from? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Dale Archdeacon, the founder of Smart Inside Sales. And uh, you and I, Zach, go back a long ways. We've been working together for a very long time, known about each other for a really long time. And I appreciate you having me here. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, always great to be able to come and talk to your audience. Um, so where I came from is I sold real estate as a real estate agent. I was one of the top uh, expired and for sale by owner prospecting agents in my market at one time. Uh, and then I joined up with a, a small team and they said, hey, we have this really great optimized website and it's literally dumping gold out on the floor and our agents are lazy and they're just cherry picking. Will you come and help us with this? And I said, great. I heard of this crazy idea called Inside Sales and I know some teams are using Inside Sales agents to work leads. Let's get together and build an ISA department. And we failed a lot and wasted a lot of money. Uh, until we got it figured out and followed advice from other people. And then we were able to take people basically off the street with no real estate sales experience and have them producing from our leads and training, having them produce 50, 60, 70 units a year uh, in their first year. So that was a model where we found that we could really capitalize on those leads and turn them into profit, recapture that cost. That's, And then I you know, took the show on the road, man, and I was like, I think people in other markets, if I know agents, team leaders, brokers in other markets would really value knowing how to do this too, without having all the, the tears and the broken eggs trying to make the omelet along the way as, as we did. Right, yeah, and it makes a ton of sense. I mean, the, the reality is, uh, it is such a, it, it's such like a buzzword to have, to have an ISA. People love the concept, uh, but the implementation I think for most people is is really lacking, and and there hasn't been a ton of information about how to do it well, and the uh, you know the, the the problems that people run into, and just the nature of of training up people uh, you know to do that to do that effectively. So like, what what would you say? What would you say some of the biggest issues that people run into right off the bat when it comes to you know getting an getting an ISA? So say say first off, I, I love the idea, right? I'm a real estate agent. I want to I want to scale my business. I want to process leads without me having to get on the phone all the time to do that front end work, right? Uh, what are the problems that I run into once I start down this path of bringing an ISA to you know to implement for me? Yeah, so I would say a couple of the biggest problems are whether you're an agent or a team. One is thinking, hmm, that whole business of working leads and having to follow up over and over again is pretty shitty. I'm just gonna pay somebody else right. to do it. Somehow that person's <laughs> gonna come in and like doing it more than I do. So that's the first right. that's the first error, right? The second error is, well, you know, that whole lead follow-up thing and conversion is really hard. So I'm just gonna hire right. somebody off Craigslist for 13 bucks an hour and they'll be able to come in and do it better than me. That's the right. second mistake, right? The third right, mistake right. is, man, I really don't want to do this myself. I would love the idea. I just want to throw some money at getting this done for me. And look at this. There's all these companies out there who are promising me all these great rewards because they've figured out how to teach people internally to do the shit I don't want to do, right? I'm right. just going to throw them some money and it'll turn out great, right? 
So those are, right. those are all the misconceptions that happen. And where I'm leading is that means that you need to realize that it's a really hard position to hire for. Most people right. can't and don't want to do this. You have to find that really weird person uh, who somehow excels at it, right? And is willing to do it for at least a year or two. Uh, and then right. you have to know that it's something you really have to take control of and you can't just delegate this to a done-for-you company because right. for the most part, you know, those done-for-you companies return at best marginal results. Right, right. And, and it, you know, in spite of their best efforts, right? Like it, the reality is some, some things in your company, uh, you know, you find this as, as you explore, uh, explore any level of business. There are things that really need to be done in-house if they're going to be done effectively. And there are other things that you can outsource, right? And there are lots of great things to outsource. But, uh, yeah. but sometimes you really do. You back in uh, to discovering like, yeah, the only way that I've ever been able to make this work is if I do it in-house with somebody that you know, can can develop the same culture that we have. Can really get a good, intimate level of uh, of awareness with our business, our type of clients, our types of leads, all of that. So that makes sense. You know, uh, having an ISA, having an ISA department, whatever level you're looking at, all of that that, that bringing that in house and doing that effectively in house makes sense. So, so, so we know that. Now, I, hiring for you know for this position is difficult, right? So you just mentioned some of the you know some of, some of the reasons why, right? It's not it's not something you're just gonna you know throw it out on, on Craigslist and find find somebody great at thirteen bucks an hour. Uh, uh, so that's how, my example. That was my first hire, right? That was somebody <laughs> off Craigslist part time for thirteen an hour. That they sucked. Uh, so <laughs> right, I've figured out that it doesn't work that way. Right, right, and, and and so luckily, I mean, you've been down this road. You've put together successful ISA teams. You've uh, you've got some great training on how to do this. Uh, I know you know you and I have talked. One of the one of the ways that you could start on this is is with something that you've developed called a skills based assessment, right? So so what what is the skills based assessment? What goes into that, and and how can people leverage it? Let me start by explaining. I just I called it a skills based assessment as a fancy way to say show me you can do what you say you can do, right? Right. Because, you know, as somebody who's had to hire and fire a lot of people over the course of my career, I, you know, I very, very quickly figured out that I generally like people and I generally trust people. And the more I like and or trust you on first pass, the more I want to believe that you can actually do what you said you're going to do or can do. And so I've hired a lot of people who can't do what they said they can do or want to do. Uh, and so, you know, you're like, well, how the hell do I figure that out? And I was like, how about I just get them to do the job before I hire them, right? right? That's a skills-based right. assessment. And so what we developed in a nutshell, basically, is a process where, you know, we were one of the first people that would require a, a potential candidate for sales to call into a recorded line and leave us a voicemail message answering right. a certain, you know, certain set of questions. So that we could screen for language, so that we could screen for grammar, so that we could screen for uh, phone voice and presentation, right? And now we've advanced that to video. So typically, our hiring process, whether it's inside sales, agents, assi uh, administrative assistants, marketing directors, they have to shoot a video, right? I need to see a right. video. I need to know that one, you care enough. Two, you're going to shoot a video about yourself. You can articulate what you look, you know. We get to see how you look, how you present yourself. And can right. you figure out how to get your video into our Dropbox or Google Drive file, right? Without too many tears. So that's kind of one of the first steps right there. And then we move on. And if we go back to ISA and 
working on the skills-based assessment, right. we progress from initially it was a phone con a phone recording or voice recording to now really, you know, it's going to be video uh, that they're going to do first. Then we're going to go to a really structured role play uh, with this person. And, and we've designed, a, you, you can role play with anybody, right? Like right. you and I could role play and I could, you know, throw some objections at you and see what you do. But we've actually crafted a very, um, a very specific methodology for doing a role play, right? We've designed right. the role play right down to what we tell you to do. And we literally tell you how you will fail if you don't do X, Y, or Z, right? And then right. we proceed to go into the role play and we're looking for several key criteria to measure your sales experience and skill. And, you know, there's really a, a sort of a, there's a, a, not a timeline, but there's a, a band or if you will, from, from very inexperienced up to very experienced. And there's some very key markers that you can hear when you're, ha when you're doing a role play with someone, even if they've never sold real estate before or sold what you're role playing on, even if they've never seen the script that you've put in front of them, and in fact, that's one of the best ways to do it is to role play with someone who hasn't done what you do and who hasn't seen the scripts that you give them, because that will tell you a lot about them. So there's a lot of markers in there that help you understand what's your skill level, what's your experience level, and are you, do you have enough sales experience and skill to come right, right. in and warrant us doing training with you? That may, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you... Do you have a couple, uh, you know, a, a couple of examples just to just to convey those ideas? How, like, what, what, what's an example of a, of one or two of those markers that you're looking for when when you get on the phone with somebody, you do this role play? Uh, what, what do you look for to see? You know, is there a likelihood of of success in the in in their skills? Yeah, so I would say the very first one is uh, if a if a candidate breaks role play. Okay, mm. so you and I start doing the role play. If you break role play because you're stuck or because you're nervous, uh, then you probably don't have enough experience to warrant being hired. You need more sales experience than that in order for us to teach right. you what we need to teach you. Uh, right. If you break role play the first time and you have a really legitimate question or, or sort of a uh, uh, like a procedural confusion, okay. But if you break role right. play again simply because you got stuck, like you asked me if you can ask me a couple sales questions and I said no, and you don't know what to do after that, you don't have enough sales skill to move forward. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So that actually, that brings me to, to, a, to a different question. When you're looking to hire an ISA, uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different views on like hiring, right? In terms of depending on the job, depending on the role, um, some jobs people feel like, hey, I could take somebody who just has some basic character traits and I could teach them what they need to do in this in this spot uh, versus there are some roles that are very, they, they need to already come prepared with the expertise and then maybe you refine it a little bit to your particulars and your company and, and that sort of thing. How would you describe sort of the, uh, you know, on, on, on that gamut of, you know, of potential skills and skill set and experience, where do you feel you need somebody to be in order to come in successfully as an ISA, uh, you know, for a real estate team or agent? So I like to say that we can teach a monkey real estate, but right. you can't teach, you can't teach sales, right? Or you can teach sales, but for someone to go from zero sales experience 
someone who does not have any experience in having uh, conversations with strangers where you have to uh, typically will be uncomfortable at some point and you have to push them to make a decision or cause a result to happen. If you don't have experience in doing that already, I generally, you know, we recommend with our clients that they're not going to hire that person because could they become a good salesperson? Yes. Right. Everybody starts out not being a salesperson, but there are natural personalities uh, and just sort of the combination of who a person is that are more uh, inclined to persuasion and to winning. Do you know what I mean? Right. Those are typically natural salespeople. So I'm looking for one, are you a natural salesperson? And even if you're not, do you at least have enough sales experience that I can hear it being demonstrated in the things that you do? Um, Let me go back to the examples of doing role play because it's amazingly complex, the kind of things that you can hear. So I, one I gave you was, do they break role play? And if somebody breaks twice, like you're out, you just don't have it, right? Because you don't get to break role play in a real live selling situation. It doesn't work that way. You can't be like, oh, time out, time out. Let's... So what's your strategy here, lead? And because this is what I'm trying to do. I'm not really sure where you're going with this, right? Um, you don't get to do that, right? You, you would lose the sale. So somebody with sales experience would never do that. Right. The other thing is one of the specific instructions that we give them before we start doing the role play is I say, Zach, uh, your goal in this role play is to set a face-to-face appointment with me. Now, I didn't say that you fail if you don't ask to meet with me because that would be too explicit. I told you your goal is to set a face-to-face with me, correct? Right. People without sales experience, direct selling experience will get shut down based on what we do after this and oftentimes won't ask for the appointment. So I've told you your goal is to set a face-to-face with me, right? I tell you that without being explicit that you'll fail if you don't ask me, but that's really what's going to happen. If you don't ask me at least once, you don't have enough sales experience. And then this is a critical one. I'm going to tell the person, Zach, the only way that you fail this exercise is if you let me off the phone before you ask all your questions. Okay. And you say, okay, okay. because in the role play, I'm going to proceed to throw lots of objections at you and attempt to get to close the call to get off the phone with you. An inexperienced salesperson oftentimes will just shut down and and at a certain point will say, okay, sorry, you know, I bothered you or I'm sorry that your kids are playing in the yard. I'll let you go. Right. Um, Right. In spite of being explicitly told you will fail if you do that. Um, And so anybody who allows that to happen does not have the tenacity and the drive and the experience uh, of staying in the uncomfortable conversation generally to make a good ISA. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So, uh, so yeah, so to, to summarize what I, you know, what, what I've heard you say so far. So, uh, so first off, we're looking for, do they break role play, right? When, when we're, when we're assessing this, right? So we're, we want to do a role play with our potential, uh, uh, ISA candidate. We want to see do they break role play. And there's a, there's a few exceptions that you mentioned. I won't re- rehash those, but, uh, but really pretty simply, do they break role play or not? Uh, the next, uh, the next one was, uh, do they actually ask the question, that is explicit in meeting the goal, right? Yeah. So do, do they, they close for an appointment? <laughs> right, exactly. So you're, you, you, you tell them you want to get a face-to-face appointment. This is your goal, 
right? right. So yes, in order, you know, it, it's just like the lottery, right? You only win if you only have the chance to win if you play, right? right. You're only going to get the face-to-face -face appointment if you ask for it, right? And I said goal because any experience, any salesperson with a little bit of experience having to make a sale to earn money is like, right. oh, the goal is to do, okay, well, then we have to do that, right? Because goal to me means I get paid or don't get paid. So we're going to do that. Inexperienced people are like, right. oh, it's goal sounds like a nice to have. Okay, I'll remember that. Right, right. Interesting, interesting. And so, and then, and then the last one that you mentioned was uh, letting letting somebody off the phone before you've gotten all the questions out. Now, when when you're getting into that role play, um, do are are you detailing some of the questions that you want them to 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 ask that you that you want them to get before they would set an appointment? Yes, actually, we give them a written script. Uh, okay. give them a written script and they pretend. So we typically will, will role play a for sale by owner uh, scenario because right. it typically is such an adversarial uh, interaction anyway. Not that, not that, you know, you can't hire not, not, I don't want people listening to be like, Oh, well, I don't call for sale by owners or they're not going to work FISBOs for me, but right. for sale by owner is such an adversarial scenario that it right. makes for perfect test environment for sales skill because that makes sense literally the the agent is supposed to fight upstream like a salmon trying to spawn and the for sale by owner is doing everything they can to say no and get off that phone right so right perfect perfect example of testing for sales skill that makes sense it's like throwing somebody into the deep end to see if they can swim right because it's it, it's probably one of the one of the hardest consistent kinds of conversations that they're going to have to have uh, in that role uh, compared to the other types of leads to process, right? Like calling up a Zillow lead, for instance, is a much easier, easier scenario than, uh, than calling up a, a for sale by owner uh, just by nature of, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're not very much uh, uh, thinking that they don't want to talk to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not going to role play. Hey, somebody wants to go see a property. What do you do now? You set the appointment. <laughs> right. That's what you do. Great. <laughs> That was easy. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. All right, cool. So, okay. So, so, so far uh, we've covered, uh, what, what do we got? We got, we, we know that we want to do a skills-based assessment, which is basically seeing, does somebody actually have the skill set to do the role, right? We're going to do that through a role play on the phone with them. Also before that, uh, you've got a few, uh, you know, in, in hiring, I like to call these, you know, hurdles or obstacles that you're throwing in the way just to see who's motivated enough. Uh, especially if you could do it where in doing the thing that they're doing, they're proving some level of skill set that you need. Uh, a couple of things that you mentioned there that I do want to specifically point out to people. Um, obviously, if somebody's going to be an ISA, they have to be ready and willing to hop on the phone, right? If they're too scared to leave a voicemail, they're not going to be a good fit, in the, right? Uh, video is an even better test, at, you know, just like you're finding it, even if the role or video, putting yourself out there on video takes even more, uh, you know, a level of, of, of being willing to be vulnerable and, and put yourself out there. Right. Um, and then, and then the, the other thing that you mentioned that I really love, and I hope, I hope people heard it is, can you get this video into our Dropbox? Right. Because like, it's, it's, it's one of those, like, it's one of those, you can't ask somebody a question that lets you know, do they speak the basic language of, right the internet and technology, right? There's not a right, question. So you can't be like, are you dumb? Answer me honestly, <laughs> right. right? No, they have right. to demonstrate that they're dumb, right? They can't, nobody's yeah. ever, nobody's ever like, I'm dumb. You got me, sorry. 
<laughs> exactly. Great question, exactly. interviewer. You. And and so you 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 want to get to the point where where you don't hire somebody or or you don't even go to the point of role play if you're like there is not a chance I would ever want to work with this person because they don't know how to send an email they don't know how to use Dropbox they don't like they don't know these basic things that are just you know it's like speaking English uh, when you're an English speaking company right it's it's just a foundational thing that you have have to they have to have right uh, so I I love that and then and then you you walk through some really great. Uh, things that we look for in that role play. Uh, and, and then, yeah, so say that role play goes well, right? What, what, what comes next? So, so uh, hopefully uh, we've done a good enough job of, of putting out information. I mean, is this how you do this? Do you, do you have multiple people that you end up doing that role play with and maybe oh, yeah. have multiple people that seem like a, seem like they oh, might yeah. be a good fit? We have a conveyor belt. <laughs> right. Like the ads <laughs> are running, right? We're boosting them, putting money into it. Right. The people are applying. We aren't looking at their resumes whatsoever because it's completely worthless. No resume right. ever told you whether somebody would make a good ISA or not, ever. Right. Right. Uh, and so they're coming in. We send them instructions. Hey, thanks for applying. Here's how you complete your application. Follow these steps. And I will give everybody listening a little tip that we figured out. You will get people, you will get more people to record and submit a video to you if you create your own video about the job, telling them what to do, i.e., mm. hey, this is who I am. This is what we're looking for. Whip out your phone, shoot a video like you do for Instagram all the time or TikTok. And I want you to upload it here. Okay. And this is what I want you to tell me. If they can see you do it, it's, it, it at least doubles the number of people that are willing to take that step and shoot that video because. Nice. You've demonstrated it for them. They can see who you are. You're a real person. Because a lot of the job ads out there are, are BS, honestly. I, I didn't realize this, but there's a lot of junk out there, right? Right. So do that part. Now you've got videos coming in. You watch the video. Do I think this is a this could be a fit? Great. Assistant uh, here, you know, you're like saying this one, this one, this one, book role plays with them. You jump right. on, tell them about the role. You tell them it's going to be six hours at least per shift of working leads. These are the expectations. This is how you get paid. This is how long it takes to earn a commission. Can you right. afford to do this, right? Does this work financially for you? Prove it to me. Okay, great. Now let's role play that script I gave you. We're right. going to roll through the script. You either fail out or you hit and show enough, uh, enough sales skill and acumen that you can stay and you say, oh, great. Now guess what? You're, we're going to have a three-hour calling session. Before we do any kind of culture fits, you're going to fill out a couple of personality assessments so that we can gauge who you are and how you operate. And Something like a gonna, disc assessment? Yeah, like a disc, a disc assessment. I also like right. to use 16 personalities. It's a okay. website, 16personalities.com. It's free. And I use a paid service called Test Dome. Test, T-E-S-T-D-O-M-E. It's expensive. Nice. It's not cheap. But right. you know, I remember I was joking about you can't figure out if somebody's dumb by asking them if they're dumb. You <laughs> right. literally have to give them a test and see, can you pass the test? Right. Uh, because a lot of people can't. Uh, so you do that, depending on the role. Okay. So, right. you know, I would say for sales, I don't need you to be as smart as I need for an administrative assistant. Right. 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 We, we're going to, we're going to lower that curve for the salespeople, right? Because they right. just need to be good with people. I don't care if you, can't pass college geometry, right? Who cares? Right. Uh, so 
we're going to give them those assessments, but we're going to say, hey, we're going to book a three-hour calling session. Right. And a lot of times we're doing this virtually now. So we'll jump on a Zoom call, teach them a script for, depending, I usually like to stack people up. So I like to do a minimum of three at a time so that right. I'm being efficient. Jump on, teach the three a script. We'll role play together a little bit, something basic. And you can then have, depending on your market, I want to give that caveat, depending on where you are. So some places like Texas, they're very, very stringent about nobody without a real estate license can call anybody else and say the word real estate, right? So, right. you know, depending on where you're at, you can have them call your old leads. You could even have them do some circle prospecting, do some basic, uh, what's it called? A survey, like a, as a survey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right. So however you figure out to do it, the most critical part is getting them to do the job um, right. before you make the hire. That makes sense. And then, and so then what are, what are you looking for in that, in that vein? So the same sort of things as the role play or, or what, you know, what's successful I, and then what's fail, failing, failing yeah, out of I, that, that portion. I guess I thought it was obvious. I forgot to mention they're doing it on a recorded line so you can hear the conversations, right. With the people right. That they talk to. Them. Um, so what you're looking for is one, we're going to give them some kind of goal. Uh, if they're calling old website leads or old internet leads, the goal is to set appointments, right. And what I've found is that the best ISAs are going to set appointments out of the gate with very minimal understanding of what the hell they're doing or what to say or preparation work, right? Or in the case of circle prospecting, you say, hey, you have to get, you've got a list of 50 numbers. I want you to get through all 50 of these people in the next two hours. And I want you to bring back 15 email addresses, right? So you give them an assignment, you get them to do this work and you record it and you see how it goes. You see how the conversations go. And it tells you a sense. lot about the person, right? You know, I, I've seen all sorts of things like where the person's excited and energy's high in the first couple of calls. And then you hear them like drain. And then like, you know, they're just like <laughs> mailing it in by the end. And right. you're like, I haven't even hired you for this job yet. You're not even getting paid yet. And you're already like shitting the bed after the first 20 dials. Like, that is not right. right. So yeah, that makes all sorts of stuff like that. Or even like you've got people who uh, you're, you, the person is interacting with them and you might, if you were just hearing what the agent, the lead, the candidate is saying, you might be like, right. oh, they're saying really good stuff. But when you can hear both sides of the conversation, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you're not even tracking with this person. Right. These are the things that, again, you can't, you have, you have to, you have to get them to do it in front of you because right. you can't be like, hey, do you have trouble following a conversation? <laughs> right. Do you have trouble building rapport with people? Uh, are right. you weird? The answers to those, you, you never get the straight answer from the weird ones. I'm telling you. Right. Right. Yeah. That, and that, that makes a ton of sense. And, and it, it also, you know, going back to your initial point of, you know, finding that this needs to be done in-house, that, that, that it needs to, that you have to have a high degree of investment in, in, in actually doing this, because it's, it's not like you're just going to hire a service and they're going to figure all this stuff out for you. Right. Like it does take that level of being ready to, to sort of curate the best talent that you could, you could see, you could see if you're actually doing it right. If you, if you've got a three hour calling session, sounds like you probably need to listen through somewhere around three hours of recordings in a way, right? Like, actually, that's not, not the case. Uh, okay, so cool. in a three hour calling session, especially with the pickup rates right now, depending on the list right. that they're calling, you know, you're hoping to get 
three good recordings, five good recordings per person. That's and it doesn't that's take, good. you know, you're not listening to three hours of dialing, of dialing. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. But yeah. even, even still, you gotta, you gotta be ready to put in the work to actually assess people and really yeah. make sure that they, that they're up to it. And, and you only see that through the process of actually listening, seeing it happen, seeing both sides of the conversation, uh, all of that. And, and further, uh, this is the other thing, you know, you mentioned uh, at the beginning too, uh, if, if you're coming into this and you're saying, hey, I have zero skill at this, I don't know how to do this. And yet I think I'm gonna hire somebody who's gonna do it better than me. I, I, I sense that this is part of where that comes into play to say why that doesn't work, right? Because in order to detect, are they doing well at doing this? You you already have to have that skill set to be able to say this is a good conversation, this is a bad conversation. I could I could see where they're failing here, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, listen, some of my some people who I've worked closely with have done for you ISA companies. I'm not going right. to name anybody here, but you know, one in particular runs an, an excellent done for you ISA company, and they have the best intentions, and they do produce good results for their clients. What I've found, though, is two things. One, it's very difficult to get more than you know a, 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 some return on your investment when using a done-for-you company. You, gotcha. nine times out of 10, will get a higher return if you have the time to train and manage internally. You'll get a higher return than you can almost ever get with a done-for-you company. The other thing is, these people that I've worked with and personal friends of mine who have done for you companies excluded for the most part, the reason that done for you companies don't work is because the done for you company to scale and make a lot of money has to have a lot of ISAs to service a lot of clients. Okay. Right. We just, we just determined how hard it is to find a good productive capable ISA, right? right? Right. For you in your local market with lots of attention and detail. So how can you scale that and have 50 or 75 or 100 ISAs who operate at maximum quality for their individual right. clients? It, it, that's the reason that it oftentimes doesn't produce as well as an in-house does. That makes sense. And there's, there's so many businesses where this is the case where uh, the, the, the people scaling problem tends to be the biggest bottleneck of, of the business, right? Just finding the people scaling good... business. Zach, yeah, let me ask you this. Has anybody yet come up with a done for you solution where they say, hey, we have highly trained, motivated real estate agents. You just have to source the person, give them to us, and we'll close all that business for you, right? You don't even need to have agents for yourself. You don't need to manage agents. You don't need to wipe their butts or their noses. We've got a team of highly productive. Nobody's done that because that's crazy. So why do you right. think somebody has a highly productive team of ISAs they're going to loan to? Right, right. Yeah, it, 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 makes, it makes tons of sense. Uh, one of the things, just to, just to quantify this for people, because uh, we, we didn't touch on the numbers of this, uh, how many people are you going to, uh, like, like let's, let's break down like the, the, you know, the hiring pipeline of this, right? How many people are you going to uh, get in as applicants versus actually make it to the, uh, you know, to the, to the uh, role play call uh, and then actually make it through to the three hour, you know, dialing session? What, what do those number breakdowns look like uh, in, in order to get to finally the one person probably that you're actually going to hire uh, and have on your team? So what, what are those, how does, how does that number process flow? 
So let's go with a hundred. Okay, let's go with a hundred applicants, right? So I run my job ad, I've got a hundred applicants. And my, by the way, you want to be getting somewhere between 50 to 75 applicants a week. That's what you want to be shooting for with your budget. Okay. Right. So let's just use a hundred applicants as an example. Uh, you're probably only going to end up with about 20 or 25 videos or, or voice recordings out of a hundred. Right. Okay. So now we've whittled that right. down. So of the 20 to 25, I may choose say 10 to 12 that I'm going to role play with out of that right. 10 to 12. I'm hoping that I'm going to get maybe two or three uh, people that I can pull through to actually doing the next step with. Nice. So it's, it really like, it's, it, you need to, there's, there's a lot of weeding out. Right. Right. And, and, and so that, yeah, I mean, definitely making that process clear. I mean, that, that helps to clarify why, why the done for you ISA services are so hard to make, make successful because yeah, if you have to literally take 1% of your applicants in order to find somebody who's, who's, you know, who's worth it. That's hard. It's hard to, that's hard to make something work where you need, where you need to scale it down, you know, you know whittle, whittle down your numbers that far. Yeah. So, and I yeah. would say that you'd be lucky to pull, to, to make one right hire out of a hundred applicants. You'd be very lucky. Right. Right. It's so you're like probably you going to do multiple rounds. Yes, absolutely. I usually recommend hiring two at a time. So you have somebody to compare them to, right. um, you know, the done for your companies typically are, they're doing training classes of like 15 to 30 people at a time to see who's right. going to stick. Right. Right. And right. they, they have to have lower standards in order to right. service the need because let's just be honest, man, every one of us, no matter what company you're in, wants somebody else to call our leads for us, unless you're crazy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's the gold. It's the golden dream, right? If you could, if you could, uh, if you could sit there doing nothing, having somebody else call it for you, and you're still raking in the dollars, shoot, that sounds sounds beautiful. Of course, <laughs> man. It's like you know, I want to get in shape. I don't want to go to if somebody if I could send somebody to the gym for me instead of me doing it. If I could, if I could designate somebody else to eat the goddamn salads and I don't have to, but I still get in shape. Pff, there is not enough. I couldn't find enough money to invest in that. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so it's exactly. just a natural, it's a natural thing, totally makes sense. But right. unfortunately, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Right, right. So just, just like everything in business, right, uh, success and everything that we want happens to be on the other side of some level of hard work and actually going through a process to figure it out, right? If it, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yes. <laughs> that's a that's that's the nature of it. So the amount of uh, now, shit you don't want to do that you will actually do, I have found is directly proportional to the success that you have. Right, right, exactly. And, and so, I, like, I I love I love where that brings us because you know ultimately what you what you've done is is you've gone through a lot of this hard work, right? Like you've gone through a lot of the hard work to figure out what works in in hiring, bringing on ISAs helping to make make sure they're successful and really working with them successfully. Uh, and and you have put together, you know, uh, uh, it, it is group coaching, right? A, a group coaching model where, where you're able to really get people up to speed quickly and successfully. And yet, even with that, there's still going to be work, right? There's still going to be effort that, that, that people have to put put out there. What, what you've done, though, is, is you said, hey, I'm going to step up. And I'm going to shorten your learning learning curve from the you know how how many years have you been at this been at this at this point again? 
Uh, let's see, since, well, uh, managing and training and running ISA since 2013. Yeah, 2013. Okay, so we're talking eight years at this point, nearing uh, nearing nine, so almost a decade. Uh, so we're, 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 we're going to shorten nearly a decade's worth of experience into <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nearly. That's funny. You know what? Because when, when people come to us and I want to say, like, we're no bullshit. Like, we're going to tell you how hard it's going to be. And some people are not a right fit for doing it. We're just like, right. no, 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 no. You can't drop the money off of the doorstep and expect right. the baby's going to be in the bassinet. It's not, not going to happen. Right. You might as well exactly. your money. Go to a done for you company if that's what you want. Uh, but uh, yeah. So. I, there's times when I talk to people and I'm like, I can't even begin to cram all of the experience and knowledge and every into you. Let's just scratch right. the surface. We're just, I'm going to start with ABC and one, two, three, you start there. Right. Primary right. colors. Okay. That's what we're working on today. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so what you're going to do is you're going to help walk people through that process and try and give them uh, the, the most impactful information, the, 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 the key ideas that'll that'll give them the best chances of success if they're ready to step up and do the work and, and get in and get their hands dirty to really find a, a great ISA who can, you know, it, where it really is once once you go through that hard work process, right? It, on the other end of it, it is better. You have somebody who's skilled who could make these calls for you and you don't have to be sitting there making all the calls, but you you do have to come to it ready to put in the work to find that person. It's not, you know, you're not going to get to that easily, right? Right, exactly. That's the whole point, man. And we, I have to have that conversation with people frequently because it's hard. And listen, right. we're in real estate sales, okay? Right. And there are some really amazing salespeople out there who do not have attention to detail, have zero consistency, and have a zero threshold for difficult shit, okay? But they still sell right. a lot of houses and make a lot of money. That's fantastic. If right. you want to have a leveraged sales team under you, which would include ISAs, you need right. to have a healthy uh, ability to maintain the course and deal with a lot of annoying shit over time. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, uh, so yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about about what what aspects uh, happen in your program. ISA said, right? Because here, here's the reality: we we just you know you mentioned scratching the surface, right? We just spent. Uh, what nearly nearly 40 45 minutes or so talking through one part of this process of just finding somebody to potentially hire we haven't talked about working with them we haven't even gotten into great detail about uh, like you know we haven't talked about what does the job ad look like we haven't talked about what what are the scripts that you actually walk through with them we haven't given any examples of the calls exactly right there we we just we, we gave some great information people could definitely go out and take action on but there's a lot more that, that, that people will need help with if they're going to do this successfully and if they want to shorten the learning curve to some degree, at least, right? So what, what all do people get uh, when, when, they're, when they're going to check out ISA Ascend and, and how does that process work for them? Sure. So we have either a group or an individual option for people. The ISA Ascend is designed to be a group environment. Um, and essentially, there's uh, really three parts to it. If you come to us and you say, hey, right. I want to do this. And we really prefer actually people that have failed at it before because right. they've already taken the punch in the face or two and they kind of get it, you know what I mean? Right. So they know right. it's not gonna be that easy and they're a little more appreciative. They understand, hey, I know this is hard. I'm committed to it though. And I'm gonna stay here, okay? Great, so we kind of prefer that. But if not, you know, as long as they go into it with eyes open, they come in, we teach them these pieces to get their recruiting process set up 
They're running their recruiting process out there in the world. Our trainers are consulting with them to help them identify these things. One, to help them be able to execute the role play well, whether it's themselves or you can, you can teach an assistant to do it. Um, right. I've done that many times. So, you know, have them running their recruiting setup. We're helping them through that process. And once they've got it up and running, they're reviewing, they're pushing people through the hiring process, then the trainers are helping them set up their back end, right? They're tracking their, their CRMs, their lead flow process. And if they have agents, what does the handoff look like from ISA to agent? And what happens when the agent says that was a shitty appointment and the ISA says that was a great appointment, what's wrong with you, right? So we right. help them with all of those pieces. Then once they've made their hire, we take the hire and we start training the hire in our scripting dialogue and uh, lead conversion techniques. And nice. one of the well-known uh, training courses, one of the, the highest and best training courses in our industry is called Conversion University, which is actually licensed by some very large uh, CRM companies and other providers in our industry. We're the, right. we're, the, we're the authors of that. We're the ones who, that's what we're teaching them. So you get that along with the ISA Ascend program. Uh, and you know, we also help the team leader if they come to that point where they're like, hey, man, I think I have to let this person go. I'm have, you know, it's, a, it's an emotionally difficult thing to say, I spent all these months, I spent this money, and now I actually have to fire this person. So we help them through that process. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because you're, I mean, you're right. I mean, the reality is, uh, even, even when you, even when you've practiced hiring over and over and over again, it's like you, you get better at it, but you, you, I feel like you never get past making bad hires, right? Like, like there's, there's always bad hires that are part of it. And it, it's like, you only find the good hires by, by, by finding a few bad hires often first, right? Like that's, you have that's kind to be, of, yeah, you have to be as good at firing as you have to right. be at hiring. It is right. the, yeah. it's the yin and the yang. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so powerful. So I, a couple of things that I'd like, you know, I'd like to just say about uh, what I've seen, right? Like I've, 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 uh, I've, I've been through a lot of the conversion university information. I've, 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 uh, I, I've seen what you're up to with ISAs. I've been behind the scenes on a lot of this stuff, man. I, and I just got to say, it's unlike what most people maybe ever heard. So if 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 you haven't, uh, you know, checked out uh, conversion, you, uh, man, it's it's not just you know your your grandma's scripts. Right, it's it's more of a sales framework that could readily be a be applied to any situation and scenario. Right, so I I really applaud uh, what you put together. I, I love your Thank sales you. your sales approaches. It's great. I definitely encourage people to check that out. Uh, for people, yeah, if you're looking uh, to start the process of of getting out of the sales, you know that 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 aspect of the sales process yourself, and and looking to get an ISA uh, or maybe start putting together an ISA team. Uh, man, check out ISA Ascend. Uh, it's 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 going to be awesome. It's going to be a great way for you to get up and running. Dale always uh, does right by people. Uh, probably sometimes uh, a bit too uh, a bit too uh, a fault for your end if you need to. Right? It's like you always make sure you do it right. But uh, true. Uh, <laughs> we, we so one of the values of my company is value over uh, compensation. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, if people want to check out what you're up to, uh, they they can they can do it in a couple of ways. If you want to say, you know, hey, thanks to uh, to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show for for bringing uh, bringing Dale on, talking about ISAs and, and all of that, you could 
You can support our show, sh support Real Estate Growth Hackers by going to realestategrowthhackers.com slash smartinsidesales. Uh, and that'll take you to the ISA Ascend information. Uh, but feel free, check them out directly, smartinsidesales.com, correct? Uh, and uh, and that's that's where you can get more information on, on what Dale is up to both uh, you know, Conversion U, ISA Ascend, and any future uh, projects and endeavors that you guys are up to. Uh, yeah, he's uh, also, I mean, Dale is very active uh, in, a, in a number of Facebook groups. He's got a, a great show uh, that he does as well called Cash Call. I encourage people to, uh, to, to check that out. Uh, any, anywhere else that, uh, that you'd like to let people know to, to go and check out what you're up to? Sure. Uh, we do have a Facebook group, Smart Inside Sales. It's an open group for any real estate, any, any real estate industry people. Uh, and, you know, we share a lot of content. If you uh, join that group, you'll be able to find where you can register for Cash Call. It's a podcast that my co-host Brian Curtis and I do every week. Um, and we literally like get down in the trenches, man. We're playing live recordings of agents and ISAs and we're coaching on them. Like, this is where, you know, you can get all high and mighty about business theory, but it really comes down to, is this person having a good or bad conversation with the sales team? Absolutely. Yeah. Great information. Uh, you always, you, uh, you, you, you way over delivered just as, as you mentioned, value over compensation. Right. And, uh, so thanks so much for, uh, for coming on the show again, if you guys want to check out what Dale is up to with smart inside sales, you can either go to smartinsidesales.com, check him out on Facebook and that's smart inside sales, uh, Facebook group. Uh, or if you want to support the show in the process, go to realestategrowthhackers.com slash smart inside sales. So thanks so much, Dale, for, uh, for coming on any, uh, any parting words that you want to leave people with, uh, as a, as a last note before we say uh, say goodbye for the episode? Yeah, you know, that's that's big. Like, what would I say? Uh, I would say that uh, it is hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's not easy. If it were easy, everybody would be doing it. So keep doing what you're doing. Just make sure you're not doing it stupid, okay? Try to do it smarter than you did it before, but keep going and it will pay off. Yeah. There you go. I, th I think I think that uh, that should be something that, that we all start getting tattooed. You know, uh, keep doing it. Just don't do it stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Well, thanks. Thanks so much again. Great information. Glad to have you on. Uh, and for everybody else, uh, I hope you really got value out of this episode. Uh, if you did like this episode, if you like the content that Dale brought to us today, uh, definitely give us a give us a review in iTunes and in in Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcast, and uh, uh, leave a five star review. Mention Dale. Say say all the uh, great information that you learned from him. Uh, and otherwise, I hope to see you guys on the next episode. And uh, we'll catch you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. You can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.